is going on guys welcome back to pure evil i'm your host as always eve letty and it was a wild weekend i know i always say that because i fucking love mixed martial arts guys and even though there was no ufc this weekend bellator pulled through ending the heavyweight grand prix fader million ankle getting knocked out by ryan bader absolutely crazy i did a live stream you guys can check it out on the periscope so thank you so much for tuning in we have a wild show for everybody today joe janetti is going to be calling in that's right the guy who has the quickest submission victory in ultimate fighter history it was like a 17 second submission against john gunther well if you don't know the backstory to that joe janetti went through the ultimate fighter made it to the finale unfortunately did not win leaves the ufc Really upset because he didn't get the contract. But the people that he beat get the contract. He goes back to Cage Titans. I went out to his last fight. Ends up being a draw. He gets another shot. Fresh New Year, 2019. He's been training alongside some of the best over at AKA. Hanging out with Habib, DC. And last night he pulled it out. He got the victory. TKO victory. Some people are saying it's kind of a controversial win. But how do you get 50 unanswered shots and get shit that it's not a good call? We're going to be talking to Joe about that and see what he has to say. See if he thinks that he has a shot to make it to the UFC now. Because he's calling out that he wants to be on the UFC London card. And this kid doesn't care who he fights. He will fight anybody. Which you got you to gotta give him respect. For that, there's not many fighters out there that will fight anyone. I mean, you're you're putting your career on the line if you go in there face a top talent and you lose. But then again, if you go in there and face a top talent and win, remember, not many people thought that Conor McGregor was gonna beat Nate Diaz, right? At least I didn't. Then he beats him, and it's the biggest win in Nate's career. Skyrocks him. Shows a lot of people. He has what it takes to be a champion after all these years. Gaining the respect. Kind of a different story for Joe Giannetti. We're going to be talking to him in just a matter of minutes. Also, Mitch Raposo is going to be calling in, who was on the Cage Titans card last night. Supposed to be making his pro debut, but then his opponent, he finds out at 8 a.m., is off the card. That's got to be so frustrating. Getting ready for your pro debut and something like that happening. Got to be super frustrating. Uh, so, Mitch Raposo is going to be calling in. Also, Terry Phoenix calling in later on in today's show. We're going to be going for about an hour here, guys. Joe Gennetti should be calling in any second now. He's calling in two minutes. Let me know down below in the comments, like, who do you guys want Joe Gennetti to fight if he does make it to the UFC? There's a lot of people out there that don't think that he uh, should be fighting somebody like Patty Pimmel. He was calling out Patty Pimmel. Patty Pimmel is actually, uh, he, he has an injury. So, 
He wasn't getting that, but it, it just shows how much balls Joe Janetti has. And then the heavyweight Grand Prix coming to a finale. A refreshing year for mixed martial arts. Let me pull you guys into the full web here. Make sure to subscribe down below here on Pure Evil May. We are on iTunes, Podbean, Stitcher, Spotify, Player FM, on YouTube. The reason why we've been going live on Periscope lately is we got a little uh, got a little bit in trouble <laughs> for the live streaming and. We got a couple of complaints there. But Ryan Bader last night, man, coming in not even as a heavyweight. He was such a dark horse going into this thing. He beats King Mo in the matter of seconds. James McSween to remind me, he beat King Mo the same way he beat Ryan Bader last night. And we got Joe Genetti calling in right now. What's going on, JoJo? What's up? Not much, man. Huge fucking night for you last night, brother. Congratulations before yeah, we jump into crazy. anything. Thank you. So I, I got to ask you. I mean, everybody has been waiting anxiously to see you get into the UFC. We're going to be talking about if you think that that win last night would get you into the UFC because you really want to fight anybody. You want to fight on the UFC London card. But before we talk about any of that, man, were you feeling the pressure going into this fight? I mean, I was at your last one. It went to a draw. It was, it was similar. Like, you had a shot to finish it. Unfortunately, your opponent moved at the last second right when I thought the ref was about to step in there. Did you feel a lot of pressure going into this fight? Like, man, I need a win. Not only do I need a win, but I need a finish. Did you feel that pressure? No, not really. I mean, it's something that me and Danella had talked about before. Is like this fight was it wasn't for the UFC. It wasn't for um, anybody else. It wasn't for my gym, my team, or anything. As much as it meant to them, that fight was just more for me and just getting it done for myself. Because uh, a lot of people don't realize it's been almost a year to the day since I've won a fight, period. Because there's that three-month, four-month delay of fighting in the house and then actually airing on TV. It doesn't seem that far from people. But uh, last time I fought and I won was the end of February, and that was when I fought in the semifinals. So it's been almost a year since I won a fight. So that win was more just for me personally. I didn't feel too much pressure. And that fight that you're talking about in the semifinals, I think that was one of your best performances uh, on, on the Ultimate Fighter because it, it felt like I was watching a video game. You were just so fluent. Things were clicking on all cylinders. I was so excited when I saw you win that night. So now you finally got the shot to feel it once again, get the W. Man, and, and you've been training with some of the best in, in the entire sport, like DC and Habib. Well, what have you... What have you realized has been the biggest change since, you know, cross-training over with AKA? What, what do you think you've improved on the most? Um, just honestly, the work ethic. I mean, I always have had a super hard work ethic, but it pushed me beyond where I think is my max. But like I've been saying, ever since I came home the first time, just my mentality. It's just more ferocious. It's more raw. Um, the very last thing I said to Ryan White before I walked out there is I said, I don't care if I knock this kid out. I don't care if I tap him out. I said, but when I get out there, I'm going to take the center of the cage as soon as possible, and I'm going to hit him, and I'm going to get my respect. He's going to go, oh, this kid's not messing around. And that's exactly what I did. Every round, I ran out to the center and let him know, this is my cage. In the second round, he tried to rush me, and I hit him with a hard straight left, and it became a wrestling match that I dominated from there. I mean, I, I've been following your opponent for a while. For people out there that don't realize who your opponent was, he's a tough son of a B-man. I mean, he, he has a couple of really nice wins. I follow him on social media. 
when you were going into this fight, man, you don't care who the opponent is, it feels like. I mean, I've even seen you call out some crazy, you know, athletes like Patty Pimlet, who unfortunately has an injury. We'll, we'll, we'll laugh about that a little later, man. But you're taking Barry. Did you know that if you beat him, it was going to prove even more? Like, I'm not, you know, one of these guys that is just going to fight people that I, I know I'm going to win. I want to fight people where I actually feel it's going to be competitive. Uh, so does it mean that much more for you, taking out somebody like Barry? Yeah, 100%. And I mean, I posted about it after the fight, and it's, it's not his fault, but Connor's been the guy that for years since I was an amateur, everybody's like, oh, he's the bigger, badder version of Joe. Uh, he's going to expose him. He's got the blueprint, da 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 da, da kind of running their mouths for him. Meanwhile, I've never spoken bad about this kid in my life. So, you know, it was kind of just like, I said from the gate, I'm going to go in this fight and make a point out of it. I'm going to make a point. I'm the better grappler. I'm the better fighter. You're getting in my cage. It's not the other way around. So let's jump into the meat and potatoes of things that people keep asking me to ask you about because it really seemed like after the fight, people came to your defense when Flow Combat posted that post and you thought that Sohudo versus uh, Dillashaw was controversial. Check out this stoppage. And immediately the entire MMA scene jumped on that post and was like, are you guys kidding? There was like 60 unanswered shots. He did, he wasn't able to land anything. He was trapped. What was the ref supposed to do? How do you feel about that? And what's your response to them? Yeah, man. I mean, personally, it was just weird. I was kind of caught off guard. Like, I know MMA media is tough and you got to be unbiased. And you can't be favorites. But just somebody like to kind of almost attack me after what I, like that performance and like just try and make it seem so controversial where it wasn't um and like there's, there's people that don't have that much knowledge of the game like even my girlfriend pointed out if you're posting off on my chin or pushing off my chest to try and get out of that triangle and you're moving maybe i can even argue it then but he wasn't pushing he wasn't pulling he wasn't blocking punches his arms were rested across my chest and i was punching him in the top of the head unanswered with no intelligent defense and by the rules that is why you stop a fight and honestly, man, when, when you uh, went in there, it seemed like it meant so much that you got it because it, it felt like you were giving it your all. Like you had him locked up. You were, you were transitioning to a couple things, looking for an arm bar. And he just what there was, there was no way to stop him. He just kind of felt like it, it really felt like you, you were really giving it your all. And he, this guy just wasn't calling it quits. You couldn't get, the, uh, couldn't get him a tap. You needed the ref to step in, and you were just absolutely exhausted. But this time, a big difference I was able to tell with you is that you didn't stop. You didn't kind of, you know, take a breath because, let's face it, a lot of the people that are going to throw judgment can't even punch a balloon for five minutes without getting winded. Yeah, man, 100%. And that's something I was trying to explain to people. Um, I thought it was a great call by Steve Rita, but not only that, he came up to me and Connor prior to the fight, and he said, he came to me first, and he said, hey, Joe, I'm going to tell you what I'm going to tell Connor in about two minutes. I understand the importance of this fight. I understand where you two gentlemen are in your careers. He goes, I am going to give you both every opportunity to fight tonight. If you are in a bad position, I will warn you both, and I will let you fight as long as I see fit. But... You must intelligently defend yourself because I'm in here to keep you safe. He walked, I said, yes, Steve, da 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 He walked away. I turned around to my corner and I said, okay, we're fighting to the death. Not going to make the same mistake as my last fight. If I'm hitting you and I think I got you, I am going to just keep effing hitting you until he pulls me off you. And that's exactly what I did. Sorry, Joe, I had to yell at the dogs. But listen, man, obviously, this is a big win. Whether you, you felt the pressure or not, the goal really is to get back in the UFC. 
what are some of the responses that you're seeing on social media? Uh, obviously, that's the goal, right? You want to get back to the UFC. Yeah, 100%, man. I mean, maybe more now than ever just because I got that taste and I was there for a, a short period of time, but I was in that world so deep and met everybody corporate and in the fight game of the UFC. Um, and I fought in the octagon. So, I mean, I want to get back there and I, I think I belong. And like I was saying before, everybody says I got my chance and I blew it. I didn't get anything. I fought for my chance. I won a preliminary fight. I won a semifinal fight. I was undefeated as a pro and an amateur prior to that show. If anybody got anything, it wasn't me. I earned that shot. Granted, I lost, but I earned that loss as well. Now, did you talk to some of the people over at AKA? What, what, what were they saying? Did you uh, did they get to see the clip, and, and what did they get to say about it? Because I know some of your teammates are responding on social media, which is cool, because they want you to join the club, obviously, over in the UFC. And I, Before you answer that question, i got to relate to you, man, because if people out there don't realize it, when you make it to that stage, when you get the quickest submission in Ultimate Fighter history, I mean, and you see all these guys go on to the UFC. It's almost like getting a taste of college and then having to go back to high school. So, you know, exactly. obviously you're thirsty for it. Everybody wants you to be there because you totally deserve it. So what were they saying, uh, people that uh, you, you train alongside with over at AK or even at South Shore? Um, I mean, the guys at AK, they haven't really seen the fight in too depth yet. I know a couple of them caught it last night. They all said great job. They're pumped. Um, a lot of the holes that, I, that I've had prior, and especially in my fight with Harvey, I fixed. Um, and my, my wrestling felt phenomenal, and I felt like it looked great last night. I hit a lot of things, more specific than people will ever know, specific takedowns, outside foot trips that we literally worked for days on days. And then even down to the stand-up, certain combinations. And that second round, when Connor hit that blitz that we all know he loves, I stepped back, hit him with a straight left to a duck under, to a high single. That was something that we worked, and, you know, Resendo was pumped about it. I talked to him on the phone. DC <laughs> was pumped about it. So, I mean, it's just crazy when you work something so specifically and then actually do it in a fight. Man, I've been dying to ask you this, and a lot of the fans that uh, we set in fan questions wanted me to ask you, you got to train alongside Habib. What was that like, man? What was that experience like? That, that had to be something else. Was that the toughest person you ever really rolled with? A hundred percent. Honestly, he made me feel like I never grappled a day in my life. He <laughs> made me feel like a brand new grappler. It was crazy. But that's one of those things that carries on to the mentality because now it's like all these people like ask, do you feel the pressure when you fight Joe? Josh Harvey, do you feel the pressure when you fight Conor Barry? Like, this guy's big, this guy's strong. I stepped into the cage and trained with the greatest lightweight of all time. No, I am not stressed out about these people in Massachusetts. <laughs> Man, I also gotta ask you, what's up with Mike Danella? I mean, are you guys, you guys need rehab, bro. You need, you guys need Fortnite rehab. That's all I see you guys doing if you're not training. I mean, Mike Danella, he like retired from MMA to play Fortnite. <laughs> Why are you guys so obsessed with this good. game? <laughs> Bro, he's good, man. That's just, that's just how we kill time. And, I mean, it's so funny how a stupid little game like that. And, like, believe it or not, when it first came out, I was a huge Call of Duty guy. And Danella was the one that told me I had to start playing it. And I was like, this is the dumbest game ever. I will never play it. And now I play it all the time with him. Um, but it's just cool when people can find little stuff like that to kindle friendships. I know... Danella's got buddies that he used to hang out with when he was younger that I talk to now that he rekindles his friendships. I've got people I used to talk to in high school that I talk to now because we play Fortnite together. So it's just something cool that people bond over. 
Also, man, you're doing it on Twitch as well, right? Are you still doing it on Twitch live? Yes, sir. More, every day I'm improving, getting better stuff. My buddy Isaac streams as well. He's been helping me improve the streams. Just another way to get out there and, you know, let fans know I'm not just some idiot that fights people every other month. I'm an idiot that plays video games like them, too. So, moving forward with our conversation, before we let you go, I gotta ask you about the next step. What's next? Because it seems like you want to fight on this London card, and when the fan questions were sent in, a good majority of those questions were, you know, why UFC London? Why do you want to get on that card? I mean, first and foremost, I've never left the United States. I wouldn't mind going overseas. I like to travel. Um, but, I mean, it wasn't really my decision of, like, which UFC card, boom, London. It was more so the fans. I mean, I've never even mentioned UFC London prior to this fight, and tons of people over in Europe, White and Sean Shelby, and say, hey, we want him in the UK. We want him here. We want him here. Um, I don't know what it is about me, but I've drawn the European fans, and they want to see me fight. And if I have to go overseas to, to give them what they want, I'm down for it. Because, I mean, as much as we talk about it, they want the fans what they want. Well, the fans want Joe Gennetti in London on in March. So that's what I'm trying to give them. Why did you call it Patty Pimlet? I mean, was he just like, you know, the biggest name to call out? Probably have a chance? Because you've been calling out some pretty big names. I got to give you a lot of credit. And that does show a lot of character. Like, you don't care who it is. You just want to fight. You want to put on an entertain, entertaining, entertaining fight for the fans out there. Why did you call Patty Pimlet? I know you weren't aware he was injured, but why him? Yeah, man, I've seen Patty Pimlet's name floating around for a while now. Um, I don't even know how long. And I don't really follow the local scene, but his name just somehow always made it on my phone. Um, but somebody actually mentioned him to me on Twitter, and I was like, isn't he a 45? And I guess his last two fights have been a 55. So I was like, hey, he's a big enough name that a local MMA scene in the UK is getting his name to me out here in Massachusetts. I always see him open up on my Twitter. That'd be a big fight. That'd be the hometown hero. And I know that if I went over there to fight him, they'd be really, obviously they'd be rooting for him and against me, but it wouldn't really be bad blood because people want to see me over there. So we could have a good scrap and then go have a beer afterwards no matter how it went. So I figured one of the biggest 55ers in, in USA, biggest 55ers in London, will have a banging fight and then go have some beers afterwards. The people are still down for it, but unfortunately he's hurt and has to get some surgeries. So, obviously, it's a fresh new year. You're right back on track here, Joe, with this win in 2019. When would you like to fight next, whether it's for the UFC or Cage Titans? When are you trying to get back in there? What, what is your game plan right now? I know you're trying to enjoy yourself, you know, play some, uh, you know, watch Punisher, play some video games right now. But where do you see these next couple of months, uh, you know, how, how do you see it blooming? Um... My fight camp starts tomorrow, just like it does after every fight. The Monday after the fight, I'm back in the gym. I'm eating eggs and turkey bacon for breakfast, getting my weight down. Um, people don't understand how about this life I am. Like, three days from now, my buddies are going to ask me to eat some delicious food that I'm not going to be able to eat because I'm going to be cutting my weight back. Like, I'm always getting ready to fight. I'm always waiting for the call. Um, Cage Titans is in April, so i got a long time. It's two months until then. So that's what I'll be getting ready for. Until then, um, Sean Shelby knows where to get at me. So, I mean, if he gives me a call, I'll fight on any of their cards. I'm just, I'm just getting back to it tomorrow, back to the grind. That's all I can do, man.
Joe, I want to thank you so much for joining me once again here on Pure Evil and May. We've been following your crib way before the Ultimate Fighter even started, man. So it's awesome catching up with you and seeing everything really unravel. See you put these pieces together, creating a dream life, man. We only live once. Yes, sir. And you can do whatever the hell you want in this world as long as you put enough dedication and put your entire self into it. And that's exactly what you're doing. And it's really exciting watching everything unfold here. So, Joe, thank you so much. You know what we like to do at this point. If you have any shout outs, anything at all that you want to say, sponsors, anything, the floor is now all yours. Um, just everybody at Tough Show Sport Fighting, you've been there since the jump. Everybody at AKA that I've just grown with and bonded with lately, you guys have helped me so much. Um, all my sponsors, past and current, Receptor CBD, on it for all the supplements, you guys are the best. Defense soap, impact mouth guards, keeping all my teeth in my head. Um, everybody, I really appreciate it. And 2019 is going to be the year where big things are happening. Oh man, I saw you also got kneed in the nuts yesterday. Shout out to your uh, cup guy. <laughs> your cup oh company. yeah, armor nutshells, dude. I'm nobody even noticed. I got probably a minute into that fight, I got a perfect knee to the nuts, and I almost threw up. <laughs> so crazy. Okay, right, really quick. Uh, when when are you gonna be streaming next for Fortnite? If people do want to, you know, tune in and watch you, and I'll I'll drop that link down below if people want to go follow you. So I'm probably thinking Friday night because I'm a nerd and I don't go out. So probably Friday night. All right. Thank you so much. Oh wait, 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 wait. Last thing, did you catch the Bader versus Fedor? What did you think of that? Did you at least catch the clip? I did catch the clip. All I gotta say is, wow, Ryan Bader. Um, I honestly want to know what the fight would have been like with Fedor in his prime, but nonetheless, I still think it's super impressive. All right. Thank you so much, Joe. Enjoy the rest of your day. Congratulations, man. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you, Eddie. See you later. There you guys go. Joe, Joe, Gennetti, Ultimate Fighter. Quickest submission finish in Ultimate Fighter history. You know how many seasons that is? Do you know how many years? I was fucking in high school, Ultimate Fighter season one. I remember my math, social studies, everyone was talking about it that, that following week. Absolutely crazy to see somebody's career. That's one of my favorite things about broadcasting and doing this thing is seeing guys coming up. Not only am I talking to guys who are already in the UFC, or already, already in Bellator, but the, the best part is seeing young up-and-comers, and that is one of our next guests, Mitch Raposo, is going to be calling in in about five minutes here, who was supposed to fight on last night's card. Unfortunately, his opponent fell out. 8 a.m., he gets his phone call. He spent weeks and weeks in camp training alongside Rob Font, he trains alongside some pretty big names, guys. I mean, here on the East Coast, you got people like Joe Lozon. Shout out to Marty Navis, who got his one last night, who fights under uh, Joe. <sighs> That's my favorite part about this. And Mitch Raposo, man, he's, he had to be so frustrated with that. Like, I can only think about putting all this time and dedication and, and not eating throughout the holidays and going through this weight cut, and then you finally get there, fight morning. You're all waiting. You're ready to go. And then you get that phone call right when you open up your eyes. That's got to be devastating. We're going to be talking to him, figure out what his plan is next. Let me message him really quick here. Oh, Justin Ledette just messaged me. Justin Ledette, you know what? I can have Justin uh, call in now. Hey, you want to call in 20 minutes? You want to call in 20 minutes? Okay, so Justin Ledette just texted me. He's going to be fighting Johnny Walker. February 2nd, Johnny Walker, February 2nd. He's in Brazil right now. He said uh, a couple minutes ago, what time zone are you in? Brazil is four hours ahead of 
ahead of Central Time. Oh, it's late there. You want to? Oh shit, man. Want to call in quickly right now? Five minutes of your time. Let's see if he responds here. Guys, what did you think about Bellator's card last night? Aaron Pico, how about that? Aaron Pico getting knocked out last night. One of the biggest stars for the prospect side of Bellator. Speaking of prospects, Mikey Kimball has an upcoming fight. You can call. You can call from right here on Facebook. Man, he's probably fucking tired if they're four hours ahead right now of Central Time. Oh, wait, so mm, it's like 11 in Brazil right now. I'm so bad at that kind of shit. Let's see what happens and unfolds with that. Uh, also, Mitch Raposo and then Terry Phoenix is going to be calling in in just a little bit as well. But, man, I enjoyed this heavyweight Grand Prix. Some people are a little upset that it took a little long. Here, let's go over to Instagram quick. But you know what? Bellator has really been making a big impact in these last couple of years. They really have. You know what? I actually have it. Uh, look at that. Ryan Bader, the double champ. And some people know what does that mean for Bellator? Being a, look how much better that belt looks compared to the new UFC belt. That looks like an actual belt. That looks like fucking championship gold. It doesn't look like some Walmart weird Power Ranger. And maybe the fans are being a little hard. Maybe it will grow on them eventually. But that looks like a fucking championship title. If I was an eight-year-old kid, I, I saw that, I'd say, I want that. That looks like adult belt. That looks like uh, uh, an adult belt. I, I can't get over this uh, this new belt. Why change the belt and not like some of the, the broadcasting shit, like the visuals and stuff like that? I don't get it, man. I understand they want change, but now Bellator is becoming the new UFC. Who knows? Maybe by 2022, Bellator will be the top dog. Call me crazy. You never know. You see a lot of fighters getting really upset, really frustrated with how they're being treated. And going over Bellator, look at Roy McDonald, Ryan Bader, Roy Nelson, Matt Mitrione, uh, Gegard Mousasi. I mean, the, come on. Bellator is doing a great job. Moving to 2019, wrapping up this Grand Prix. Ryan Bader, the double champ. Who should he fight next? Fedor Emelianenko. Wow. I actually shared my uh, reaction last night. I couldn't believe it. Ryan Bader was such an underdog going into this card. Not even as a heavyweight. I was there. I was cage side for Bader versus Mitrio. And Bader just dismantled Matt. Bader destroyed King Mo. And like I said, James McSweeney showed me uh, that was the exact way he beat King Mo. Is the same way he beat Fedor. How about that, man? Great fucking for uh, Bellator. And all, you also have to consider, you also got to consider this, guys. E ESPN now holds the UFC, right? There's only going to be four cards. Four cards on ESPN. The actual ESPN. They are doing the prelims, which I think is fucking genius. It is only $5 a month, I know. I'm happy with ESPN+. Plus. I'm enjoying ESPN+. Plus. Do not get me wrong. But now you have Bellator on Spike. Well, Paramount now. They, I, I wish they would do more cards, to be honest. 
Now they have a, a better roster than they used to. They have a lot of good upcoming prospects as well. Jack Swagger last night getting the win. Showing that he has more credential than fucking CM Punk. Jesus. But I think Bellator's going to have an even more successful year because you can't watch the top talent in the UFC unless you pay for it. And the way I compare this is, imagine I have to pay $5 to watch the, uh, the World Series. You want to see the best of the best teams go at it one-on-one? -on -one? You want to see the best fighters go at it one-on-one? -on -one? UFC is supposed to be the top dog. Put that out there. Grow the fan base. Yeah, you could say that they've been doing that. They've done that on FS1. They did that back in the day on Spike. But I think the best days were on Spike when it was free. When it was, you know, they, they really dedicated that as the guy channel back in the day. And it, it's so politically incorrect now. The social justice warriors would, would shut that down nowadays if you label the channel guys. But you have Bravo, don't you? And there's no one has an issue. No one says, that's not cool. I watch fucking Bravo. I mean, they have some good shows on there. I even watched RuPaul's Drag Race. But back in the day, they used to have as the guy channel. And the UFC was on there. They had the ultimate fighter on there all the way up to the season with Michael Bisbang. All the way up to the season with Michael Bisping and uh, our boy Mayhem Miller. And I think they had grown the population of mixed martial arts uh, fans in that time. Mitch Raposo calling in right now. Mitch Raposo calling in. What's going on, Mitch? How you doing, brother? What's up, bro? How you doing? I'm doing good, man. And I can already tell in your voice. Let me switch over to the scene. I was just telling the audience here what was going on with you. And people who have been tuning into Pure Evil MMA have been listening to you the past year or so, year and a half or so, on this podcast and seeing you on the vlogs after your fights. And we've, we've been enjoying watching your career bloom. And finally, you had a chance to make your pro debut. You go through the weight cut. You stay away from cupcakes. And then what happens? You get that call at 8 in the morning. How does this call go? What's going through your head? Start us off right when you see that phone ring in. What did you feel in your gut? So, I mean, I was, I probably, you know, I was, I, I was like a little bit of a tough time sleeping throughout the night uh, of my fight day. So I'm usually up pretty early. You know, I'm just like, anxious. I'm ready to fight. I'm just excited. I just have a hard time standing still on my fight days, right? So I'm up 7 o'clock in the morning. I make my coffee. I'm relaxed. I'm shadow boxing. I'm you know, listening to good music, good vibes. My uh, coach calls. My coach Brian Raposo calls me at about like probably like 8.05, something like that. And he, it's not, that's not out of the, that's not out of the norm. He usually always calls his fight day. He does his signature kind of like, yeah, what's up, Mitchell? How you doing? You ready to go? You know what I mean? He lets me, he kind of gives me that, like, let's get fight, yeah, let's do this. You know what I mean? Because you work, big work, work, work. Me and him are really extremely close. Me, him, Tommy, so. But then he calls, and uh, I'm at the like, what's up, coach? He's, uh, I kind of, right, I, you know, I've been around sports since I was a little kid, and I've heard stories, like, so many stories already, like, going, growing up in the sport of, like, Fighters on TV talk about, dude, I got my call from my manager, I call from my coach. Yeah. The fight was out. So I could just hear in his voice, he's like, I'm like, what's up, coach? Like, what's up, man? And I just knew it, man. I just, like, <laughs> I was like, shit. Like, today's my day, you know what I mean? Yeah. It, it was going to happen to me eventually, and, you know, something crazy was going to happen to me a week ago, whatever. And, uh, he, you know, he drops the bomb on me, like, yo, why else out? What exactly I, happened? Like, how, how, how did he drop out? Did he get injured? Like, what do you know what happened? Why I, he I mean, like, So, like, he said that. I, I immediately bawled. Like, I thought, not bawled. Like, I thought crying. I'm like, I put a lot of work into this man. I felt, it just felt like, it was, I just felt fireworks. It was going to be fireworks for me last night. I just knew it. I mean, I was going to put on a show, man. I was going to get my first knockout. And if it, it, man, it was going to be an absolute. 
evil, violent, and mauling. I just knew it. I had, I had that violent feeling. And uh, so I guess from it was happening while I was sleeping. And I'm like, I can't hear me. I do my normal thing. Wrap the lanes, go eat, eat, go home, relax, go to like a, my traditional little weigh-in dinner I do with my best friends. Being about the three of my best friends, like I went home, went to bed around uh, midnight. But I guess around midnight, Paul Bear called my manager Tyson and uh, told him the news. I guess he had some type of thing with his apartment, and his wife didn't want him to leave. And my dude, man, my Paul Bear didn't get enough credit. This dude, you know I mean, I did, I did my part as well, though. You know I mean, I sold. I used to not be a great ticket seller. I used to be whatever, 20 tickets, whatever. I mean, I pushed 80 tickets. And I know we're going to clear 100 next time. I was able to, you know, push a lot of tickets and he was able to pull some tricks for me. He ended up, you know I mean, tripling the kid's out, swinging the kid's pop. You know what I mean? You know I mean, granted, the kid was coming in to get his ass kicked. You know what I mean? There's, there's no doubt about that. But, you know I mean, we're talking, the kid tri- tripled the salary. So it's like, you know I mean, Mike pulled some serious strings for the fight to happen. And the kid was down to do it. He was like, Oh, you're going to offer me that? Okay, 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 okay. Coming back on 10 minutes, the Mike was going to put him on a train. It, Mike, he was going to move us to the first fight of the night. Wow. It was going to be all for this guy. They just come and get his ass, make, make his money and leave. Just, you might be doing all that just for me, man. And I got, obviously, the dude deserves so much credit. And, uh, and after that, you mean, Mike still paid me my show and my win money. Nice. And, and he, uh, I mean, he gave me a percentage of the ticket still of the people who didn't refund, which is, I mean, the most a, a promoter could do for me, you know what I mean? I mean, Mike's a smart guy, and he realized, hey, I could either make Mitch's fan happy now, you know what I mean, uh, and lose a little bit of money, and so for next time, they, they buy tickets again, Mitch sells, out, Mitch sells a great amount of tickets, gets a big, huge crowd there, and I can invest in this kid, or he could have made a selfish, not selfish, but like a decision based on business to make a short buck short buck and not offer any refunds or not pay me, right? So, he, man, he's the man. But, uh, yeah, so Mike, then, Matt Leo comes back and says, oh, I can't make it. So, this is, man, this is crazy. I guess Mike was trying to do some kid in Vermont. Uh, he almost did it, but then he had to come up. He offered some kid in New York the same thing, triple the kid's salary. The kid's like, oh, let me search up Mitch's name. He's searching my name whenever he back. I'm like, whatever, dude. So, they're doing this all night, man. Tyson and Mike, man, they're working extremely hard trying to get me a fight. And uh, it's just... We had that kid from New York. It was a great fight. I was going to step up. You know what I mean? I was ready to go, man. I, anybody that took that kid, I was going to, it was, you know what I mean? Obviously, within reason, you know what I mean? But I just, we were ready to fight. I was ready to go. It didn't work out. Brian called around 1030. Because I was moving until noon was the deadline. And uh, Brian called at 1030, tells me, uh, no fight. Try to refund, refund some tickets. My, you know what I mean? Let, let you know the news. And honestly, he was telling me, and I didn't care about the money. I didn't care about any of that. I, I told him, look, cut to the chase. Am I fighting tonight or not? He told me, unfortunately, not, man. I started crying. I mean, it is what it is. It sucks. I put in so much work to this. And I had a huge crowd coming out. You know what I mean? Like, wait, my boy Randy was on the card. He, he had, it was going to be fireworks, man, for, for my whole team. For, it was, you know what I mean? Like, if it wasn't for him, it was going to be for me. It was, it was going to be such a great night. Yeah, and, um, you have a lot of people come out for your fights. Every time I'm there, like, last time I went to your fight at Ammo, like, your family was outside supporting you. Like, it, yeah. it's, it's unreal how many people get, come out. Yeah, like, I get so, you know, it's tough sometimes. You know, you got the crazy ticket sellers. Like, Chris O'Brien's the crazy ticket seller. Randy Costa, absolute killer. Like, and obviously, the dude can start a freaking place, man. His numbers for a local show is pretty insane. You know what I mean? So, but, I mean, it's a little tough to me sometimes because kids my age do, uh, you know, they do have, like, you know what I mean? 
the finances are not really there, like even like older people. Like, I mean, I'm, I, mean, I just turned twenty. I'm a kid. You know what I mean? A lot of my friends are eighteen, nineteen. Like, you know what I mean? I, so, I got. I got to ask so, you, Mitch. You know I mean? Like, uh-huh. I, I got to ask you, e- even though you're anxious to, to get in there and make your pro debut after the fight fell out, what were your coaches saying? Did they think that was a smart idea to take an opponent on short notice? Or, you know, what what was what were your coaches saying? Like, did they want you to do that? Yeah, yeah to be honest, I feel like my coaches are in me, especially Tyson as well. Dude, man, all three of them, just they, they do their thing, man. Like, Brian Palmer watched the tape. Tyson also watched the tape. Brian Palmer's obviously decision is the ultimate. They have the ultimate decision. Tyson, you know what I mean? But they they just mesh so well, so there's never really anything. And they were down, you know what I mean? I'm just so well-rounded that it really it's tough for you to put someone in there with me that I'm not yeah. going to be able to, to to really, like, expose. You know what I mean? On the feet, you know what I mean? If they're a wrestler, cool, try taking me down, broke, it's not going to happen. And try finding me on the feet, it's not going to happen. Oh, you're a striker, cool, try stopping this double leg. You know what I mean? It's not, like, it's, I have, I mean, obviously within reason, but the guys that they were offering, I mean, on twelve hours notice, I was more than I was gonna do. They, they were they weren't any better than Matt Lyall. I'll tell you that right now. You know what I mean, yeah. And I think Matt Lyall. My, I told my dad. My dad was like, "Mitch, what do you think, man? Like this guy is kind of man. I was gonna kill that dude. I know I was, man. Like that dude. I was gonna absolutely murder this dude. And it sucks that he didn't show up, but someone can get it. You know what I mean. My next fight, April, whatever. I mean, next week, can't just get it. It is what it is. That's my next question. Like, I know it's so frustrating. And now you've already went through the the weight cut. You you went through all of that. So I bet you're even more anxious now to get your pro debut. When is that uh, supposed to happen now? Yeah, right now, it sucks, man. Like, when you, everybody knows, right? I, any fighter listening to, that listens to this right now will want to see what I'm about to say. After, win, lose, whatever, right? Obviously, the win is most important, whatever. But after a fight, man, there's always, like, a, just, like, a week. The week after a fight is just such a, such a relief. It's such, like, a, damn, like, you know, I get it. You go out, you make your money, you know, you eat a lot, you do your thing, and I didn't, I didn't get to have, and honestly, I've never had this experience, like, I never noticed how bad, it, like, how good that feels until now. You know what I mean? Because I didn't get to have that. It's like, well, I did all the work to have, get to have that, like, victorious feeling. Waking up on Sunday morning, waking up realizing you just beat some dude's ass. You mean you 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 want to know? I'm climbing the UFC like I have ever. I'm working my I'm doing I'm doing it all, doing everything I was going to do, and waking up just going to eat wherever I wanted, going hang out with my buddies all day, whoever. And uh, so I didn't get to have that, and it sucks, man. It really sucks. Tyson was working on something maybe next year for Combat Zone, but one of my coaches can't make it. And honestly, Combat Zone, I'm not going to sell any tickets. I, this is my story view. I want to make a statement. I want I want my my support system there. This is a bit, this isn't my second pro fight. This isn't my second amateur fight. This is my professional debut. And I I, I want to, my coaches to agree to. We're gonna we're gonna wait. I mean maybe Bellator that would be a pretty big pro debut in three weeks. But the chance are pretty slim. I mean that card's already kind of filled up. And you mean know, putting a top prospect like me on the card, finding the right opponent on three weeks, always might be tough to do. But Tyson in is one of the best at what he does. So I, I wouldn't put it past him, but. I think the chance that we're looking at, man, is uh, multiple verification cage in April. Yeah, man, I think it's, it's more time for me to keep my momentum going. I'm going to get back in the gym tomorrow, and uh, I think April, we're, we're going to do my pro review. It's going to be ASAP, you know what I mean? Without a doubt. I mean, I'm, I don't take time off. I'm in the gym every single day, so I'm, whenever a fight's ready to pop off, I'm ready to go. Right now, pretty much, you're saying that you got fighter blue balls. Like, you're ready to, to go yeah, in yeah. and get the yeah, release. <laughs> Sure. Was it weird <laughs> sitting there watching everyone else fight and knowing that you know you yeah, were you, that was supposed to be you? Stop, dude! It stop. 
like, it, it just was not fun, man. Like, I was there, and I was with my buddies, and I'm just, I'm just standing there, and I'm just like, this sucks. No. I don't offense to the guy to the enemy. I'm a competitive kid, so I have no problem being, I mean, I, some people call it arrogant or whatever, but watching the fights early in the night, man, and I'm just watching some of these guys, and I'm just like, dude, like, this isn't like, I mean, there's no shot there's not been anybody, but man, I, I didn't know I was going to put on a good show, put on what the fans deserve. My boy Randy, of course, came through. That kid, I mean, absolute freaking stud. Goes there, takes care of business in 40 seconds. That kid has the shortest fight I've ever seen, and obviously, probably the most exciting fight I've ever seen in a short amount of time. So he went out there, he took care of business. I mean, his fight was fireworks. His, some of those fights, was, they were like sloppy, they weren't fun. Like, they weren't fun to watch. They kind of pissed me off. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, this is, I didn't want to be there, so I wanted to go home. I, I left after uh, Randy fought, you know what I mean? Because I, I was there for him, and obviously to handle some business with Mike. So, yeah. uh, I mean, it's what it is. It sucked. It absolutely sucked being there, but I saw my boy win, so I ended up leaving. You know what I mean? It, was, it sucked. Randy's the real deal, man. I'm really excited to see yeah, what happens with him. My boy. I wouldn't be surprised if he's in the UFC really soon. I mean, this day and age. I, I, I'll say, me and him, we talk about it every day. And, I mean, he, he had a quicker start. He's pretty good than me. You know, he's got four fights that have stuff none. I'm telling you, I think he's going to get in the UFC at the, the year 2019. Then I'm going to be right after him in 2020. And this is going to be the most momentum. Then you got Rob and Calvin, Bokniak, Lozon, plus Rob. They're all doing huge shit in the show anyway. They're already, they're already killing it in the UFC. And I'm telling you, I think Randy's going to do it this year. I'm going to do it 2020. And... You know, with another name, man, I'm telling you, we're gonna have, they're going to have two like, big-time prospects, like, right off the bat. And uh, I think uh, if that's exactly like, I'm telling you, that's how it's going to go down. I mean, that kid, he's going to get in this year. I don't, say, I don't see why not. You know what I mean? He's not at all. He's, the kid's not at all, so I don't see why not. I'm going to be right there right after him in 2020. Also, Mikey Kimball as well making, yeah. making things happen. Yeah, it's, man, it's, man, I'm, no, I'm not. You know, it's a great fight, you know what I mean? But he's fighting him and Duma. Duma's my boy. I, that kid is an absolute hard-nosed savage. I'm sure, I mean, I train with him a lot more. Me and Kimbo are cool. You know what I mean, like, we have that kind of mutual respect. He's a young killer in the game. I mean, he sees me that way. So, like, it's kind of like, we just have that mutual respect. We like, you know what I mean? But obviously, Doom is my boy. I train with him a lot more than I train with Mike. Man, I think it's going to be a great fight. You know what I mean? But Mike, yeah, Mike's the next one. He's, he's, he's marketing himself the right way. At the end of the day, you know this. I mean, and you've even brought this up by interviewing me. you got to have that kind of, like, that it about you. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, I honestly, like, it's crazy to me. That's what blows my mind. Is I haven't even, like, my answer experience, whatever, feel the talk show if they want. But, like I said, I, have, I don't even have a big knockout yet. Or a big, like, stoppage. I don't even have that yet. And my 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 buzz, and I had, like, I can count 15 people that came up to yesterday, man, how they were so bummed that I wasn't on the card. So that just shows you, man, some like, 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 going back to my triple, he promotes himself the right way. He's must see TV, right? And I do that. Randy does that. So Mike, man, he's, I hit the killer, and you know, I think him and Duma are going to have, a, I mean, a great fight. Duma's an absolute beast, man, so that's going to be, I'm interested to see how that fight plays out. You know, I think it's going to be a huge fight for both. I also got to ask you, you didn't get to see the main event with Joe Janetti, obviously. Did you get uh, to see the replay? What were your thoughts there? I saw the finish, and uh, I don't know, man. It's, it's a stop of, uh, like, I didn't get to watch the fight yet, right? But I heard Connor was winning the fight. And if the Connor, you are in the third round, the dude's two rounds up. You got, you know, try, you're, you're in a triangle with Connor's day. His head looked like he was about to squeak out. And come on, man, I understand it with, I understand it with elbows, but man, we're talking, these are two high level pros where wins on their record. This is, but people don't understand, like, if you put five, six in R, you're UFC, you're on the UFC's radar, you lose a fight, you gotta win at least three in a row. You know I mean? You gotta win at least three in a row to get back on the UFC's radar. Like, most likely, right? Yeah, 100%. And, uh, 
So these, you know, you gotta like, it's the same thing with TJ Cejudo thing. I do think this, it, it, obviously this was way worse than TJ Cejudo. Don't get me, I think it was way worse. Uh, I think JoJo, I'm not saying JoJo wouldn't finish them. I think JoJo, I traded with JoJo's a killer. I just think maybe they should have just waited a little bit longer. Like, come on, like, the guy's like, man, I think my look, like, you know I, mean? I don't know who was, I don't know how hard he's hitting him. I mean, I, I, it didn't look like he was hitting him very hard, you know what I mean? But at the end of the day, JoJo's an absolute star. The kid, you know, I know he didn't have the phone he, he wanted in the top finale, and it was unfortunately caught. That kid deserves to be in the UFC, and I think, you know what I mean? I'm happy for him getting the win, man. I think the finish was just stupid, though. It was just, it was kind of, eh, you know what I mean? I, I know JoJo wouldn't want to, I know JoJo's happy he got the win. I know the type of competitor he is. He wishes he kind of had a little, no controversy. You don't want, and then ask me, man, you don't want to win the, something, the biggest thing of your life, because we all know every fight's the biggest fight of our lives. We don't want to win it. We don't want to win it and have people, oh, man, yeah. with this. Like, you, you don't want controversy. You want clear cut, like, nobody can say shit. You know what I mean? You don't want simple as that, right? A hundred percent. I also got to ask you, you brought up something uh, against TJ versus Henry Cejudo. That is your division. Henry Cejudo was trying to fight for, you know, to save your division. Do you think that that's going to happen, or do you think they get a rematch? What are your thoughts there? Do you think, uh, what do you think? I don't know. I don't know, man. I was at the card, and... Man, who's in the flyweight division? Like, I, don't, I can't even... Oh, that's like, right. You guy. went. You, you were there. I was checking out your Instagram. You actually uh, you yeah, were in attendance like, with your boys. Yeah, but like, I was like, who's the who? Like, what is there? Like, I don't know, like... It's like, who's in the division? I can't even, like, you know what I mean? I'm telling you right now, Big Captain, I want, I go to New York City and I want to fight. I just, I could probably call up and, you know what I mean, Dustin Ortiz, you know what I mean? Like, there's no guys. Like, who am I, who am I going to fight? In my opinion, the fight was just, I don't know, I think he could, I think Sahu was a superstar. You know, I think he, he made that flyweight title something. I'll tell you that right now. You know what I mean? He did it in one fight. And he did what Mighty Mouse couldn't do in 11 times of fact, He did it in one fight. Right? And I think if he was champion this whole time, I think the division would be one of the strongest in the UFC. I think Mighty Mouth, he's amazing, did what he did. I do think his personality kind of corrupted, not corrupted, like kind of killed the division. You know what, dude, T. Sue went to fight and takes on TJ right off the bat. Come on, man. Like, you can't, that's a competitor. That, people want to see that. People don't want to see, I'm going to go power wash my dad, blah, 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 pay me more money, but <laughs> yes, we don't need to get paid. We don't need to get paid, but Sue was a smart man. He went out there, he starts TJ, whatever. I still think TJ is a better fighter. Boy, I mean, he did what he did, and he beat TJ. So Hudo just made himself a superstar, and he's gonna make more money now. You know what I mean? And I think Dana White gets flat with him out. He's a huge Dana White fan, whatever. Dana White's Dana White, and then one day he's gonna be my boss. You know what I mean? So obviously, I should. But like, he, he said it before. You make the guys who fight, the guys who step up. Those are the guys the fans love, and those are the guys who make a lot of money. You know what I mean? And that's just the way it is. You don't have to be. So Hudo's a Olympic gold medalist wrestler. You know what I mean? But he's, dude, he's a superstar now. Do you know why? Because he went up, he made the flyweight division very interesting. You were, oh, you guys, oh, you want, I beat this guy? Oh, let me get TJ. Let me get, let me get the, the guy above me. Let me get the pound for pound bandwidth go. Let me get him. You know what I mean? So it's like, that, I think it's a good thing. But at the end of the day, I honestly think TJ proved, come on, man, the guy made 125. And I don't think he looked as bad as people think he did, man. I really don't. Like, I don't think he looked that bad. But the fact that TJ, I think he kind of proved, I'm happy if they keep it because, like I said, I can go to either one, right? I think eventually I'm going to move up to 135 anyway, but whatever. They keep it with it. But I think TJ proved, listen, he's a 135-pound champ, right? And I don't think he's too small for 45, but he's small. He's a small enough guy to make 125, and he's a champion at 135. I think he proved, if, if there's six guys in the playoff division anyway, move up those top six guys to 135. If not, if they keep it, I think they should just sign up. A whole a bunch of talent, you know what I mean? Keep doing do what they do. You know what I mean? There's obviously tons of flyweight talent in the world. So it's like, it's kind of like, it can go, I can understand both sides of the 
corn, you know what I mean? But like I said, TJ kind of proved he obviously didn't beat Cejudo. And obviously, Cejudo's probably bigger than Trump Bantamweight. He's bigger than TJ. Yeah, TJ kind of proved that. Cause he, went back, he went down to 125, and he made the weight, and he's a king at 135. Mm. So I think he proved he could do both, you know what I mean? So why can't these other guys that fly with do both, right? You know what I mean? Yeah, and look, like, luckily, luckily for you, you're so young that you're gonna, you're obviously still growing. You're not gonna stop growing for the next, you know, six, oh, seven yeah. years. Like, so. Yeah, but no, without a doubt, man, it's like, yeah, man, thank, thank God I'm not the shortest guy. Like, if I was like five foot or some shit, man, like or five one, like John Dobson or some shit, Dobson's <laughs> yeah. a freak. Yeah, I mean, he does his thing at one thirty five. I think he's gonna be better at one thirty five. But uh, I got some height to me, man. So like, I mean, I don't, I mean, I'm not the shortest guy. But I think me putting on mask is honestly inevitable, and I'm, I think I'm going to be even probably even better at 35. Hey, they keep double back down. I got options, man. I think I can do both, and I think that's something the UFC likes anyway. So, I mean, we're gonna we're gonna see where this goes. Right now, I'm just focused on getting my first pro win. Yeah, I mean, I know it's tough to not to look in the future because I do have a lot of buzz and hype around me. But I got, I'm just I'm excited to get this pro debut out of the way, man. I cannot wait. I mean, after yes, I'm itching to get back in there, so I cannot wait. My last question to you, uh, what did Rob say to you about all this? Did you talk to Rob? Because, he, you know, he's been through this before. Yeah, he actually texted me this morning, and I saw him at the fight. He said, what's up, yo? And I was just like, talked to very brief. He was walking Randy out. And uh, then he texted me this morning. He asked me what's next. And uh, Ty Stevens told me, it's like, well, this happened to Rob. This happened, to, uh, I think it was the day before. Yeah, I think he was supposed to fight. I remember, I didn't even know Rob at the time, but I was supposed to be a fan of the sport. Uh, UFC 204, I think he was supposed to fight Ian... West Hill or something like, something like that. And uh, he's supposed to fight in England. I remember that uh, his fight got pulled. I, I never knew why. Tyson so told me, like, I'm always trying to talk about this fight, but it was uh, Sean Shelley called him because Rob was caught his last pound and the guy was out of the fight. You know what I mean? Like, this happens. It's gonna, it might happen again. You know what I mean? It is what it is. You got to roll with the punches in the sport. The, the great roll with the punches. The great, you know I mean? There's no superstition bullshit. There's no, uh, you got you to gotta be able to roll. This is a fucking shit happen. It's crazy. I could have fought first last night. I was going to fight 12 one of the main features of the card and I was going to go move on and get fight first. That wasn't going to phase me. It is what it is. You got to roll with the punches. It's like the fight game's crazy and it is what it is. It happened to me. It might happen to me again. Who knows? I'm ready to, I'm ready to just get back to work. I mean, it is what it is. The fight game, this is what I've done my whole life. This is what, this is who I am. So it's like, I'm not, I thought it is what it is. Whatever happens, I'm going to roll with it and uh, we'll see. I mean, April pro debut and uh, I think I'm going to have some better luck this time. You know what I mean? Mitch, I want to thank you so much for joining us here on Pure Evil MMA once again. Looking forward to what 2019 brings you, my man. And you know what we like to do at this point in the interview. I hand the imaginary microphone over to you. If you have any shout-outs, sponsors, anything at all, the floor is now all yours. And a huge, huge shout-out to Regiment Training Center. And obviously my new strength conditioning coach, uh, Mike Fernandez at Infinite Fitness. And I've never felt so good going to a fight in my life. And like I'm talking like, I've never felt like, just like, in my sparring, in my pure power, I, like, I've, dude, I'm telling you, I've never felt like this before, and, uh, he's just, absolutely, he's just an absolute genius, so, you know, a shoot shout out to him, you know, top game manager, Tyson Chardia, best in the game, Rob Farm, Randy Costa, Calvin Cater, you know what I mean, uh, Brian Raposo, Tommy Texera, so, you know I mean, those are the guys, and, uh, we're gonna get ready for, uh, we're gonna get ready for April, you know I mean, I'll see you guys there, my pro debut, and so, get this ball rolling. Mitch, I'll talk to you soon. Hopefully, I'll see you at Bellator. If you're going to be there, I'll be uh, I'll be ringside on uh, press row. So maybe I'll catch you by the bathrooms or something. We'll uh, we'll catch up. But other than that, man, have a great night, and uh, you know you'll get you'll get that release sooner than later. So uh, we're looking forward to it. Thank you, thank you. Have a good night, buddy. Later.
There you guys go. Mitra Poso training alongside some of the best in the sport. Like you said, when I said Rob, I was talking about Rob Font. He trains alongside Rob uh, for, for a while now. Let me get Terry set up here. Terry Phoenix Cartwright. Hey, are you ready? Let me see if Justin Ledette messaged me back. No, so he's probably fucking passed out. I'm going to tell him. You know, I'll, I'll wait till I'm done with the Terry interview. If he hits me up, he hits me up. But uh, Justin Ledette, man, he's a couple of days away from making his fight against Johnny Walker with an amazing 2018 with that debut that he had. I was absolutely blown away. He's a goofy character. He kind of seems nerdy, but, man, he's fucking dangerous. He's long. He's lanky. And Justin Ledette, man, in his experience inside the UFC already, he has a performance of the night bonus. He's fought people like Chase Sherman in an all-out battle. Uh, his last couple of fights have been electrifying, and I gotta say, even though he has one loss on his entire career, he's got a bunch of submissions, two finishes, and now he's going up against Johnny Walker. If he gets past him, it will be huge for his career, so I'm really anxious to talk to Justin Ledette, and uh, maybe he'll call in tonight. Let me see if Terry is ready. Hey, my man. Hey, my man. Hey, my man. <laughs> call this number. Let me know what you guys think down below. About Joe Gennetti's fight, if you think the ref should have stopped it, I shared the video. Uh, you heard what Mitch had to say, but in that position where it was a bunch of unanswered shots, Joe was landing some elbows. I'm trying not to be biased. I think that maybe it could have been controversial, but when you're a fighter like Mitch was saying, you don't want to hear that when you get a win. It's not Joe's fault that the ref stepped in. He peppered him with, what, 50, 60 unanswered shots. What are you supposed to do as a ref? Let somebody get pounded. What do you guys think about this? Am I being biased? And do you think it was enough for Joe to get back in the UFC? Or like Mitch said, do you think that he needs two more fights? Because that's the truth as well. You know, if you're in the, if you're in the UFC, you have a chance, and then they drop you. It's very, very rare that if you win one fight, like, all right, we're going to get you back in the UFC. He's had two fights, uh, one being a draw which he almost finished. The second fight, which was last night, he gets the W. So I'd say, you know, maybe by the end of this year, if Joe goes in there, get two more finishes, does it in fashion, he'll get the attention of Dana White once again. But they're bobbling so much right now. I think his best bet is he got the win, right? He's got the win. His best bet is if somebody falls off a card and he gets that call up. He's been on the been fighter. He has... Been in discussion with Dana White. He's a known name. The fans clearly want to see Joe Gennetti in the UFC. They think he got robbed. I personally think that Joe got robbed. The quickest submission in Ultimate Fighter history. Goes in there. He loses. The, he undefeated his entire career. Loses one fight in the finale against a very tough opponent. These fucking dogs. And then the guys that he's beaten get signed. So a little frustrating there. He's training over at AKA alongside DC along Habib. These goddamn dogs driving me fucking nuts. All right, I don't know if Terry's going to be responding. I was really hoping that he was going to be calling in. Uh, hopefully that he was going to be sitting by his phone ready. But uh, I don't think he is. And he has such an amazing story. We will be getting him on soon. Retired Army as a infantryman. Retired due to life-threatening car accident. He's now a cage fighter making a difference and hoping people sees that it's not the end. Very inspiring story. I've been trying to get him in uh, on Pure Evil on May for a very long time now. He's supposed to call in tonight. Maybe he'll message me right now. I doubt it. He was supposed to call in 
uh, a few minutes ago. I was waiting for his his text. I sent him the number, but uh, this is now the second time this happened with Terry. You know, shit happens. So uh, no love lost. If he messages me in just a little bit, I'll go live. But I think that does it for Pure Evil MMA, guys. Uh, episode we're almost at episode 200, which I'm extremely proud of. 2019, what an experience! We got a new laptop, we got an all new setup and scene here. So I want to thank all of our listeners. Make sure to subscribe on YouTube, iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Podbean. Guys, last but not least, I'm Evil Eddie from Pure Evil MMA. White knuckles till the end. Remember, without evil, there's no purity. Pave yourselves. Thank you.